Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode on the Becoming the Trader podcast. Joined with me today a very, very special guest which I'm really, really excited to have on, Mr. Benny Lane. So a bit of a, a brief backstory about Benny before we jump in. So I've known Benny for quite a number of years now and it's been very, very inspiring to, to see his progression and growth. Full-time trader for many years and really, really has such an incredible understanding of the markets, but more so this a winning mentality for what you need to succeed. And he's going to drop tons of value on this podcast. So very, very excited to have him on. Benny, how's it going? You're in, dude. How's it going? It's going really well at my end. Really excited to jump on and do this. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Whereabouts uh, are you at the minute? So you're in it, you're of course, for people that are listening for the first time, Benny's from Australia. So whereabouts in Australia are you at the minute? Yeah, so I'm from the Gold Coast and that's just where I've, I've lived for pretty much my entire life. So yeah, just on the southeast side of Australia. Nice, nice. And you know, in terms of Australia, have you always lived in Australia or have you you've done a bit of traveling, a bit of a backstory maybe for those that don't know who you are? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I used to, I guess before I started trading, I was actually fighting Muay Thai professionally. So the only places that I've lived are Australia and I lived in Thailand for roughly three years, just kind of chasing the dream of being a Muay Thai fighter and then came back, got hit with a bit of a reality check in terms of a motorcycle accident, which put me out of you know contention for being a fighter anymore. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise. I really had to kind of you know, get my life in order, figure out exactly what I wanted to do. And I knew that, you know, a normal nine to five wasn't the route that I wanted to go. And then eventually found trading and really, really just fell in love and connected with it. And I think that was, yeah, just over five years ago. And it's just been kind of snowballing ever since then. And I've been consistent and full-time trading now for just over four years. So it's been a good ride and it's, it's crazy to think it's really only the beginning. So I'm excited to see what's to come over the next few years. Yeah, so it's a crazy journey, isn't it? Like, it's, how how quick does it go? You know, you know, four years literally flies by in trading, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, even just saying that I've been consistent for like four years or learning to trade for five years, it feels like it really wasn't that long ago. I can remember just all those like sleepless nights at the charts, like hustling, trying to <laughs> trying to get consistent, and then all of a sudden you get all this free time and freedom, and then yeah, just snowballs. Yeah, it's it's madness. I remember, you know. Uh, how long did it go when we first met? Like three years nearly, pretty much. It's crazy. Yeah, I would say three years, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 nuts. So I met Benny in uh, Australia. And um, even then, you know, when we first met, uh, what I think stood out to to both of us, I think it was that, that type of mindset that you need to succeed and remain consistent in this industry. And I think that was what uh, clicked straight away because had the same level of thinking. It was interesting how, you know, we was, uh, I mean, we joke about it now, you know, looking at the same thing, but, you know, different styles. And, you know, of course, I've developed my strategy over the years and things like that. It was, it was crazy to, th- to actually see that, like, we, we were literally looking at the same thing. Um, I found that super interesting, even though we have different entry criteria and stuff like that. It's uh, crazy to see how that's evolved, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I can still remember like, yeah, first meeting you. And then I think we went to like the the, the room in the Hilton where we were staying. And then you it's were just looking at the charts. Was was it, it was What's Kiwi that, sorry? It was Kiwi Yeah, dollar, yeah. <laughs> and, and I remember looking, I was like, hey, what's that? Like yellow lines. And I was like, and then you started to tell me, you know, like a little bit about it. And then, yeah, it, it was interesting because obviously we stayed in close contact. And over those years, we would be chatting and talking and be looking at 
pretty much the same things and have the overall bias the same. But then when it came to actually executing and I guess pulling the trigger and, you know, managing positions, that they were a lot different. So it was good. I was kind of getting like primed for the strategy and learning the in and outs long before I actually joined. So it's quite good. Yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean, you was already quite price action based anyway, wasn't you? I knew, I knew you was quite an advocate of actually. You liked price action in general and probably felt that experience from that, right? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Like that was one of the, the I guess, the strongest suits to my trading in terms of. I, I really enjoyed to read price action and I have a very simplistic approach. And I guess the the main thing coming over, and I guess one of the reasons why I wanted to to leave that older strategy behind and join was purely because it gets to a point where I was feeling forced in order to wait on my hands and take things because of certain criteria factors. When I guess after three to four to three or four years, you really start to see these things play out over and over and over again. And I can remember, you know, keeping files on like these price action plays and similar, I guess it, it was similar um, positions to like how you guys take. And then mm-hmm. just seeing that play over and over again, really like solidified the, the decision to me that something had to change in order to grow to that next level. You know, like we always want to keep exceeding ourselves as traders. And that was just really one of the, the main things. And I guess just being close to you helped me, you know, see that even more and more clearly. So I'm very grateful for that. A hundred percent. And I, I still even remember, I'm just, I'm, I remember in a particular few trades, Europan was one of them, uh, from the regular sort of catch up Skype calls we'd have. And we'd be looking at the same thing, just like, yeah, what are you looking at? Europan, yeah, looking for a sell. Yep. Same thing, just different entry criteria. And I think, I think it was one of those trades. I'm sure it was the Europan one. It was a big drop that it hit you because we was talking about it. Um, and I don't think, uh, from what you alluded to earlier about kind of sitting on your hands, there wasn't really a strong pullback. And I think you, your kind of gut feeling was like, this is dropping heavily, but there's no way for me to really get in unless it meets this sort of criteria, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, yeah, I remember that it was zero pound. And like we were, I think we just had a call that, that morning, my time. And then, yeah, that, I guess that night, my time, you would have executed it. And I didn't. And I remember we were caught up again. I, th- I don't think it was like one of your crazy months, but I think it was just a, a good solid month. And I remember you entered that first position that you took, which would have been the impulse and correction. And then you got another scale in. Yep. And that was one of like the big decisions to me is I was like, well, it's like, I, I knew I, I shouldn't say no, but you know, I could feel that this of move course, was yeah. happening. My analysis predicted that very, very well, yet I was unable to execute from that. So, I mean, I'm not talking in terms of a shiny ball syndrome in terms of like, I was chasing these larger you know, these larger returns and I was scrambling, looking for things like I traded this way for, yeah, like I said, four years consistently. And my returns, I guess, in terms of a a market standard were very, very good, you know, so I could have just sat there and just kept trading that way. But as like most traders are, we want as much growth as possible. and We really want to continue to push ourselves. And that's, that's really the decision for, uh, for my reasons to change is, I don't like being comfortable and I wanted something that, you know, would push me to grow to that new level as well as feel comfortable to trade into that seven, eight figure mark. Because ultimately a lot of us want to go down that investor route fund because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's a, that's for me, that's another way to really like test your mindset and become like a, 
like a chart athlete, if you will. You know, you have to be really on your game day in and day out to kind of do that. And I felt like from what I learned, I guess, talking to you and then now being in this style for what, seven months, I really, really feel like that was the right decision. And I know a lot of people disagreed with me at the start, even people close to me, but ultimately like you can't argue with the results and they've been very, very good since I've switched. And I feel that um, even though I was consistent all that time and I did feel comfortable, I haven't felt this comfortable. And I guess that's just down to the style resonating with my own personality. So I feel like that that's a big key that I want to get across in terms of like, there's a lot of people switching strategies and doing stuff like that, which is, I mean, it's fine if that's what you want to do, but in, in order to do that, you really need to make sure that you've took, you've taken all the value and you've become consistent with that actual strategy before switching that you, you'll see like a lot of people, you know, like dive into a strategy, jump out, jump back in. And they, they never actually truly achieve that consistency. If you've obtained all that value, then you can go look for higher ground. But ultimately like that was a big thing for me. And I just wanted to yeah, really get that point across that it's not like a shiny ball syndrome. This was a well thought out executed move on my behalf. hundred uh, percent. And you know, we've, we've been speaking for a very long time. We've known each other for years. So it was, um, a kind of a mutual respect from that point of view. And there's, there's never been one point where I've even, even, even recommended you to, to, to look to change up a style. Cause I think as professional traders, you know, you respect other professional traders and this is more just like, um, you know, you know, when you're in yourself, you know, you don't get to consistency by, uh, you know, being influenced by others. So if you know, in your gut, the right, this is the right decision to make, you make it when you want to make it. And I think you've leveled up massively, you know, and I think the returns are going to keep increasing for you, but in a way that I've seen that I well, from what I've seen, you've got more clarity in the way that you trade. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. hundred percent. And and I think what is key there is that the mentality that you've built, do you think that comes from your sort of fighting days to kind of see things through and keep on going and you don't kind of get disheartened by little hurdles because you understand that, you know, like what you said about you don't like being comfortable because you know growth, does that come from the sort of Muay Thai days? Yeah, it, it definitely. I feel like a lot of athletes are kind of bred into that mindset where, you know, you just have that mindset to push through any barriers and, if you ask like any athlete, like why are they doing that? The answer is to become number one. Mm-hmm. But then like, you know, you wouldn't say to a straight a trader, like, what do you want to do? Like become full time. Like that is a goal. But to me, it was more than that. You know, like I wanted to seek specific goals within that, like certain amount of returns, certain capital levels, things of that nature. So I've always pushed and pushed and pushed, but I do believe like that athlete background or fighting background definitely helps that mental side of the game especially with dealing with emotions and stuff like that because it's like a like a trade is not perfect and like a fight is not perfect you never go to a fight 100 percent like ready no no injuries nothing like that but you have to take what you get and i guess it is playing out the same thing in terms of trading like there's no perfect trade you might get close to perfect but at the same time a great trader does have that element of discretion which you've talked about many many times so i completely agree yeah, no, that's that's such a key point. And even just what you mentioned there, like essentially champions lose rounds, right? Like just understand it. There is no such thing as perfection. I mean, you've been in the ring, so you know what it's like. You know, you do not to be, you don't have to be right every single time to succeed in this business. It's, it's developing more of that mindset that you have to just keep going and pushing through. And I think you've learned that definitely from from the fighting days. It definitely kind of shines through 
from from your mentality and and speaking of mentality like this is something that's not spoken about enough i think that people think that in order to be consistent that you just have to have consistent results and it's just you know it's just a matter of um obtaining a strategy and understanding it but if that would be true you would just have people that are super intelligent that can grasp it very quickly then just become successful traders but haven't we seen you know further from the truth actually sometimes people that overthink everything they're super intelligent you know from academically in that sense but yet they don't have the consistent mind and i think that having developing a consistent mindset has to be growing your mind has to scale before your account scales that's something that i'm hugely big on are you are you similar in that sense yeah absolutely like you have to have that strong i guess winning mentality and i guess the desire to continue to push yourself like i am by no means like academically smart or anything like that you know so it's just pure like setting a goal hard work and just like determination and that's that's literally like what i've been about my whole life and i guess i was lucky like in terms of my parents instilling those qualities into me like that's what like i guess my parents are academic as well and they were just saying like it's just really hard work will get you where you want to go it doesn't really matter about certain things and i have seen a lot of people overcomplicate and when I give my advice in terms of like wanting to become consistent, I feel like a simplistic approach far often outweighs a very, very in-depth, like it's just too much for you to grasp. You're already trying to battle the market emotions and then you just overload yourselves with all this unnecessary information. So I feel like that, and, and again, like even with the Falcon style, it's it's a very simplistic approach that resonates with a lot of people because it's so I guess it has a lot of diversity within it. So obviously there's go-to setups, high probability, and then there's valid trades. So really you have three areas where you can fit yourself into. So it's got all the technical analysis to achieve fantastic results, but then you can also mold it to your specific personality. And I feel like that's exactly what I'm going through at the moment in terms of you know that winning mentality has brought me to here. And then now it's all about just tweaking and then resonating with the the strategy that I want to take and then just molding it to how I want to become. That, that, that's absolutely spot on. And what I love there about the the molding it to you is what, what I personally love from people trading the style, which is why I created the Falcon strategy in the first place. And it's, it is a blessing to be able to share it because what I love about the community is that, I mean, you've seen it, right? That the, the independent successful traders we just launched something recently um for those of you that are listening which is something called our experienced students um benny being one of them and it's crazy to see you know six seven figures etc etc the experience it is insane and we have so many more that we're looking to expand into that and it just shows the level of depth of this community and what people have within there and i think that molding a strategy around who you are as an individual is the most sustainable way. So imagine that you was only focusing on my go-to setups on how I take the trades that could have sent your results the other way because it's just not congruent with who you are as a person. It's still going to be very similar. I mean, you, you took the dollar yen trade the same way I probably would have took it. I actually didn't get involved in the dollar yen trade, but you know, it's, it's going to be similar in that sense, but at least it's molded to you, right? So you can scale with that, feel confident that, it doesn't matter what capital you're trading with, you're going to trade in this way for the long term, right? Yeah, most definitely. And I think that's the most important thing because you can go chase like those 
um, you know, like high returned, more aggressive months and styles, but is that sustainable? That's what you need to ask yourself where this, this way that I've found so far, I feel like it can easily be transferred into that high seven, eight figures. And there's students that are already kind of doing those high seven figure marks. So the proof's kind of already in the pudding, but I just know from, I guess, within that this style resonates with me and I, I would feel very, very comfortable trading that capital amount with the amount of risk that we use for this strategy. I'm not chasing those, you know, quick dollars or high high Instagram kind of returns. What what we're going for is like long sustainability wealth, like generational wealth is like what I'm really trying to achieve here. So I feel like that's that's the difference. And the only way you can do that is by resonating with the style very, very well and have that winning mentality and be very, very strong and hardworking towards your goals. 100% spot on. And like we risk 1% per trade. So nothing's changed. I mean, you've always been the same, right? So it just goes to show that that long generational wealth, that's what it's about. And what, why do you think, you know, from your point of view, your experience in the market now, why do you think people get sucked into, you know, this kind of hindsight returns where they look at different, you know, ways of being super aggressive and maybe looking at the five minute chart, looking at, you know, lower time frames and thinking, oh, if I would have managed this, you know, this kind of hindsight mind, where do you think that kind of stems from? Um, I feel like it's, it's a few different things, but one of them could be in terms of someone getting sucked into that. It's just, they're just early, very early on into the, in their journey and they haven't quite really thought about the longer term much. They're thinking about like, how do I get out of my job now? How do I make money now? How do I become rich now? When really like you want to build the right fundamentals that will serve you for a longer term. So like for me, it's about, you know, setting the right foundations and then moving from there. So in terms of like getting sucked in and things like that, it, it's, it's a very wide topic and I feel like it's, it could be number of factors, but yeah, at, at the same time, it's, it's, it's really just a mindset slip and not thinking about the longer term here as, as well as like, I feel like overanalyzing that itself can be an issue as well in terms of you might look at that percent and say it's like 30 to 40% months, which people will be like, oh, wow, like that, that's, that's really big. But then the question that needs to come after that sentence is how much was risk to achieve that 30, 40%? Because if you're risking 30% to make 32% per month, I'm not interested. But if you're risking, you know, eight, 10% to achieve that 30%, well, now you're kind of getting somewhere, if, if you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. there, there has to be, there's more layers to, ju- to just that return number. There's mm-hmm. a lifestyle, there's sustainability, and, you know, there, there's so much more that goes into it. And I feel like it's just one of those things where people kind of, sometimes you have to go through it. Like I know your journey, you tried a few things and you got burned a few times and stuff like that. And that generally molds you into the person that you, you know, really want to become. But sometimes you have to get burned a little bit to know that that's, that's the wrong decision. So, yeah, you have to let people make their mistakes, even when you see them doing it, you know, the naive um, chasing the returns and thinking that's going to make them happy not realizing that it's that those key foundations is not always the most attractive answer, you know, to give someone look, focus on things that are sustainable, focus on things that are scalable. It's not the answer they want to hear, but it's the answer that they need to hear. And the reason as to why is because someone's going to listen to that and think, well, I'm only trading 2k. So, um, I need to be more aggressive. I I still want to make that 40% a month. Once I make that 40% a month and I've got more in my account. Yeah. You know, then I'll, then I'll, 
take it back a little bit. And that's kind of the wrong mindset from the off, not realizing that those people that are trading 2K, you see them five years later, they're still trading 2K because they started chasing a more aggressive, a more aggressive approach from the off, not realizing that if they just stuck to sustainable way of trading, you, the goal isn't to turn two into a hundred. You know, it's unrealistic. There's some people that gamble their way to that and have achieved that, but that this is not the common thing for successful traders. You build the skill, you become the asset, and you get the capital later on. And like you said, we've all gone through those periods where people have taken things like signal services, you name it. And sometimes you just literally let have to let them make their mistakes and then they come back and then they realize, right, this is the more sustainable, this is the more professional way to actually trade longer term because that is what's going to get them to achieve their goals in the first place. And that's what you should really be thinking about for any trader, whatever style you're trading, it needs to be in a way that you can confidently, and Benny, I'm sure you're the same, where you can sit back and say, would I take this trade on a million pound account or would I not? And if the answer is no, then you know you're not doing something right. With the way that you're trading now, are you confident that this is the way that you'll trade for years and years to come? Is this the, I don't want to say final tweak because we can never be that fixated, but the, the way you're looking at the markets now, is this you? Is this how you feel? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, um, I feel like I couldn't see the markets in a different way now, which sounds weird to say. And I guess it, it's like kind of cliche, but it's just truly like, I'm just saying how I feel in terms of like, I used to see a style one way, but I don't think I could go back to that. I feel very, very comfortable with this, this way. And I really can see myself trading this style for, I mean, decades to come. Like I, obviously we will always grow and tweak for the market conditions, but overall kind of market sentiment out analysis and things like that, I can't see that changing. And again, because I'm trying to think decades down the track, like how can I trade my seven, eight figure account and investor capital and things like that in a way that is going to allow me to still, I don't want to trade that way if I'm worried and have to be at the charts, you know, 70 hours a week. I want to trade comfortably and achieve like, I guess, high reward. So for me, I feel like that can be done very, very easily if the work put in is, you know, is done correctly and the steps are taken properly and we just move slowly towards that target. But in terms of like sustainability and longer term, that's always how I've thought. And that was one of the big reasons that sparked one that I switch over to this style. Of course. And I think you've probably, you know, had a little bit more of an insight in the sense that of course we've, we've caught up quite regularly. You've, you've obviously seen my, my growth over even just a three year period. I mean, um, probably interesting from your point of view to actually see that, from when we first met and you've had more of an insight into seeing my growth happen and things like that. So it's uh, it's really cool to see that you're, you're now part of the Falcon community, which of course I know a lot of people in the community are obviously very happy about that with all the value that you share. And I'm sure they don't take it for granted, those val valuable videos. Do you enjoy that? Do you still enjoy kind of sharing that? Cause of course you've been a mentor and things like that. Do you still enjoy um, making videos in terms of education and things like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Like providing value to others is like something that I obviously I, I've done a lot in my trading career and it's not something that I, I really want to stop doing at all. And that's, I guess, even touching back to what you were just saying about, you know, seeing your growth and stuff like that. There's um, obviously with the experienced students, there's a lot of like very, very solid traders in there. Like everyone would, would have just seen the most recent podcasts 
And then obviously Connor's six figure month videos, like not only there's a lot of people coming in and holding themselves very, very accountable and sharing like personal details that just to provide value. And it's definitely something that I can't see myself ever stopping with because as we like to grow and learn, like I think it's very important that we push that value down to others. And if it can help like making trading recaps or ASR or posting up forecasting and things like that, if it helps one person just see something that little bit clearer, then that's that's all that's all that you need. And I, I just thoroughly enjoy like making trading content because as like most of us, we're extremely passionate about the charts. Like our, our funnest thing to do is to just go and analyze the charts, like put on music and do that. So after all that's done, like what I like doing is yeah, just making videos, making content, and just trying to provide value and help, I guess, change people and, you know, get them to their goals quicker. So definitely. And I, I think that's the most important thing what you just said there. And it's like that, that genuine want to want to help people is, is have you noticed that within the community? Because of course you've been in another community um, of great people and things like that. And you've learned from some incredible minds, but how have you kind of found uh, the Falcon community from what you've seen before? Yeah, it's, it's definitely very strong. Like I, I always knew that even before I was a part of it, I would see, even though it is a larger number in terms of how many overall people, it's very, very tight knit, which makes it, you know, weird to sound, but there's a lot of people that are um, providing value and just overall wanting to help people. Like, I guess one thing differently is like when I, when I joined, even though, you know, like a lot of people didn't know me, some people did that. I still got an abundance of messages of just random things like, Hey, like, um, I know you come over from this style. I actually did that journey 12 months ago. If you want any help, here's my Slack ID. Uh, sorry, here's my Skype ID. Let's tee up a call. Like just random things like that where everyone's just really, really passionate about the charts and what I guess wanting to, they were wanting to speed up my own journey, which is like I'm extremely grateful for. And I jumped on a few of them and met, met a few of the guys and now I've done a few of those myself. Like it's, it's kind of just works its way in. But yeah, the community overall is very, very tight knit and that's, that's like building that kind of family thing is, is very, very important to me. And I, th I think we, you just touched on some really key things. They see that natural, just, you know, if you want to hop on that, that is what Falcon is about. It embodies the value because that's what we want to see. We want to see as many successful traders as possible. And to think that it's been nearly three years now to see how many people have grown through that is just so inspiring to take a step back and just, and look at that, to see that happen. It's honestly, it is amazing. And I just think that's just going to keep leveling up. It's going to keep growing and we're going to be so, see so many successful students as we just keep pushing. But I think that kind of going above and beyond mentality is what, what really, really makes it unique, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. And like, even just with the, all the guys in the experienced student thing, like there's, there's going to be a lot of very, very solid content put out and it's going to be easily findable. So yeah, I'm definitely excited to see kind of what, what turns out from that and how far we can push it. It should be a very, very good 2020. Yeah. Oh, I'm very, very excited for what we've got in the works for 2020, what we've been planning. Um, and you, for, for, I think that just going into another part that I think is very, very important because it's something that I don't think you did before, which was uh, meetups. So you've been to a few meetups now. Your one's in the, is it in the Gold Coast area in Brisbane? Yeah. So we, we generally alternate like Brisbane and then Gold Coast. It's a month by month basis at the moment. Nice. Nice. And how, how have you found that kind of uh, doing stuff in person? 
yeah, like you said, it's not something that I've, I've ever done before. So I've done a lot of online teaching or like just mentoring and things like that. But then when meeting everyone in person, it just adds that a little bit of a different element and just the, to go meet up with like local people, chat about, it, it doesn't even have to be like going there, providing value or receiving value. It's just hanging around like-minded people discussing as we all have the same goals really. So just, I guess, hyping each other up on that and just holding each other accountable is a big thing as well in terms of if you know you have to go to one of these meetups, you know, every month or two months, however, wherever it is in your kind of country, if you go to that and you're in the same place and you're seeing everyone else level up, like that's really going to shake some feathers on you and you're going to have to hold yourself much more accountable in order to achieve what they're achieving or what you want to achieve. So I feel like they're very, very good from an accountability side of front. Obviously, the first one can be like a little bit daunting and stuff like that if, if that's your personality. But I, every single person I've met that said that in terms of they were a bit nervous to go or anything like that, they don't say that after you know 30 minutes of being there because really it's just they, they get very happy and you know I guess motivated because everyone's on that same wavelength where people just really aren't used to that. So it, to me, it's, it's very, very valuable exactly that and they just i think they realized that right we're in a safe environment that this is what the community stands for and you know this is where i can learn and i can grow and it's like leave your ego at the door you know yeah we, we, we we're already in a you know an industry which is just filled with money right now remember money just magnifies people so what you'll find is that if you have someone who's who's poor and arrogant and they will you know come into wealth they'll just become rich and arrogant if you're poor and humble and you get money, you may become humble and rich, etc. So it's like, yeah. it's not always that money changes people because some people see things like, you know, oh, that person, he was really relaxed or she was like this. And now they've got money. They seem to be a little bit different. Generally speaking for the, for the majority of people, it brings out who they already were. So it seems it's almost an illusion that they've changed, but the truth is that was always inside of them. And I think it's very, very rare that you find a community like this that is not so fixated on the dollar amount, yet the quiet ones are trading seven, eight figures, six figures casually, and which you would never even know. And I think that is what really sticks out to me of what we've built here. And, and this is what is going to create the most professional traders because people with real wealth actually understand this, that you're not going to be showing your 50K trade all the time and pushing all this kind of stuff. You, you want to keep things private. And for me personally, you know, being surrounded by people like investors that are worth hundreds of millions, that's definitely something that I'm grateful for that I learned from them. Because when I grew up, you know, what I'm thinking about even just five, six years ago now, what I thought was wealth is very different to what I've actually seen with wealth now. And I think this is what that community is about. So if you're someone who's thinking about, you know, going to meetups and things like that, it could be the most humble individual that you meet that you'd never even know that is going above and beyond to help you out. And I think that is what, that's what Falcon stands for. Would you agree with that? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Like it's there, there's a lot, like even just touching on that, there's a lot of people that I guess I wouldn't have known if they didn't personally reach out and they might not be super active in the community, but they're like behind that, they're achieving some pretty crazy results with some very, very big capital. And I know that's, you know, like that's a big goal for all of us. So for all those people that like kind of reached out to me at the start, like I, I am, I am very grateful of that. Even just sharing a little bit of personal details that they didn't need to share in order to kind of like solidify to me that their advice was good, which you don't need to do, but they were just happy to go kind of that little bit extra and yeah, help me out. And yeah, like I learned a lot, even 
even the coaches like Jake and Neil, especially like I've known Jake for many years. Like as soon as I joined, he never pushed me to join or anything like that. But as soon as I joined, his hand was out like, Hey, like, obviously I know him, but like, he's like, I'll help you with this. I'll help you with that. Like, what, what do you need? Like message me if there's anything. So it's just like, it's just a good community. And I'm pretty excited to, to level up and see how far I can actually push this. Oh, hundred percent. And uh, just to reiterate that the, the coaches, coaches, absolute bosses. And that's the thing they, they understand, you know, that, that above and beyond mentality, you know, Jake and Neil are constantly dropping the value of just like little nuggets, things like that. They're just going to push the community even further. And I think there's something really, really strong here. So it's awesome to see your kind of reaction to kind of come in and feel that welcome as well. So, um, yeah. no, that, that's, re- that's really, really good to see. One thing I did want to ask you, your kind of transition, because I think this will be very, very valuable. So kind of backtracking a little bit of how, how, do you, how have you actually found the transition? Is there any bits of value that you could offer to the community? Any kind of steps to take or, or something that you found that's helped you um, come into the style because you was fully, fully accepting that you was consistent in another style and to learn something new, you might've had to take a step back and kind of gone into the minus for a bit because that's just the testing phase for you to figure out how to do it. Cause you've already got the consistent mindset. And generally speaking, if you're consistent in one strategy, you can kind of take that to another one. It's just a matter of adopting it and making sure it resonates with you. So how did you, how did you deal with that? Yeah, absolutely. I was expect like in my head when I first made the switch, I was expecting like I, I was fine with a year of like negative results or break even results. That didn't like one year in terms of what I was looking at longer term is is I, I was okay with that. So I guess in terms of actual transition advice, and and I guess this could go for just even a, a blank student coming a, um, into the Falcon with no kind of trading background, is. I guess from from my perspective, the easiest way to go about things is to learn the proper foundations first and then you tweak and adjust to suit you. I feel like what I personally did was obviously the foundation series is huge in terms of, you know, just getting that overall knowledge of the strategy. And if you're a first time, like not coming over from a different strategy, just developing and hearing about the mindset is going to be hugely valuable to you. But from there, what um, I guess what I hadn't done before was build an actual trading plan. So in my head, I wanted to think kind of simplistically about this in terms of what do I need to do in order to get the right foundations and I guess build those results fairly quick and then I tweak and adjust. So at that time, it was developing the trading plan around you know, the foundation series and then the go-to setups and then the high probability. I knew that if I could build my trading plan around go-to setups and high probability setups, I was going to be, I guess, having the highest edge in the market with the lowest amount of emotional risk at that time. Because obviously, when you're learning a strategy, you're not 100% comfortable with your analysis in terms of putting on. There might be a little bit of doubt and things like that while you're learning and adapting to this new style. So I knew that if I could stick to the more conservative higher probability setups, I would, you know, it might not be massive results, but I would still be building confidence with the strategy. And in terms of what we we're talking about before, like that's what it's about building confidence with the strategy. And then that's what I've done for like the, the past six, seven months. And now since I've got a good, I guess a good feel of the strategy and I feel confident with those high probability setups and that's what's in my training plan now you learn to tweak and adjust it's okay i guess that helps having the mindset that i have in terms of it's it's okay to see like yourself or jake 
you know, Neil or, or any of the other experienced students post up like they made, you know, 10% off this or 15% this month, etc. while you're working through like the, the early stages and going through the trenches, if you will, it's okay to look at that get inspired by that, knowing that that's where you will be, but don't let that affect your overall. Don't, don't see that and then want to change everything. Like you need to have everything or all the decisions that you change come from actual backed up data in terms of starting conservative and then moving your way into that more valid approach. And that's how you really find where you want to fit within the style. So I guess that's, that's what would be my biggest piece of advice is start simple, start conservative, start with those good, you know, go-to setups, high probability setups, make them a part of your plan and then let, let it play out, you know, as your mindset develops and as your analysis gets stronger and stronger, you will naturally, you know, gravitate to those more valid positions or a specific type of valid position or that you want to, that you want to take and make a part of your training plan. And you've seen it happen over months and months and months. So you're actually building your plan with good actual advice and data rather than just, I guess, in, in relevance like FOMO or seeing other, you know, people make this and make that. You really want to back it from your own data and how you want to trade. 100% sum, summed up perfectly there. And the last point that you just touched on, you know, you have to see it for yourself. That's the key thing with trading. Like no one's going to back test for you. You know, you need to do that yourself. You could, you could literally tell, tell someone a back testing session you've done, Benny, and say, look, in this month, you know, you made 40% or, or in this impulsive leg, there was, you know, nine trades, um, seven wins, two losses, et cetera, whatever it may be. But if they don't go and do that themselves, then you're not going to replicate the results regardless of how powerful the strategy is because no one's going to trade your capital for you. You know, you've got to trade your capital and you've got to build that. Is, is there anything that you're working on right now in terms of adding to your trading plan, in terms of like high probability valids or anything that you're working on tweaking at the moment? Yeah. So for, for me, the, the biggest tweak now is I feel like I have a great understanding of these one, one hour entries. But now what I'm doing is in order to kind of add a layer of confluence and make me feel more comfortable with these somewhat I guess, uh, valid positions example, like dollar yen, which is, I mean, we're recording this on the the third of December, my time. So dollar yen from the third Australian time is that was to me somewhat of a more valid position and not something that's always a part of the plan. But then after we had that three touch intraday rejected with that one hour retrace from there, that to me is like still a little bit valid, but as we push down, had that 15 minute hover, that's where you can kind of adapt and get into these more, I, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't like to use the word aggressive positions, but in terms of if you're coming from a very conservative approach at the beginning and building that really good foundation, it might feel a little bit more pushed to you, but that's okay because now you've developed all that kind of that confidence and the data in order to achieve this and then it slowly starts to implement. So I feel for me, yeah, like uh, using the 15 minute to time entries now is is my biggest approach heading into 2020. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that it's backed by something that's systematic, something that you can track. And it's not just based off of, you know, your gut feeling. This is based off of something that you've tested and that you can see. And what it sounds like to me is that you're moving closer towards that you know, valid position, but good quality valid positions, because as we know, we need that right ratio. Otherwise you, sometimes you will constantly sit on your hands. So to, to, and I like the way you've done it. You've not rushed it. You've not infatuated over higher returns and you've done really, really well considering that you was happy to kind of be in the negative for a whole year. And that just goes to show you what the true 
mindset of a successful trader already is because you could easily look back and say, well, I could just stick with my old style, what I was doing, and I'll still be making some money and things like that. But instead, you was willing to take a step back for maybe even a year or longer, whatever it takes. But then as a side effect, you've actually done really well anyway, which is crazy to see that. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. It, it was funny, like, yeah, I, 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 it's funny, like that. We even talk about now, like, how long was I willing to take a step back for? I never actually, like, I guess, really put a timeline on it because in my head, it's just something that I just would have pushed through regardless. And I feel like that would have been the same with trying to achieve consistency. Is like, I never put a timeline on how quickly or something I wanted to become a full-time trader. For me, it was just, I'm going to do it. It's just a mm-hmm. matter of when. So like, I guess having that mindset is very, very adaptable and when it coming over to this style and just, yeah, this game is so, so much about mental strength that I feel like we talk about it a lot, but it's still somewhat underrated in terms of how strong and how frequent you have to perform in terms of like every day, analyzing you have to be on your game so like i feel like and it's very fitting to what you said before is to to grow to that next level of returns even if it's like in terms of a capital amount your mindset has to be there way before that happens so in terms of your mindset really has to be leveling up the same if not in front of your everyday other areas whether that be analysis or actual financial statements and you know capital and things like that your mindset has to I guess, surpass all of that and be always willing to go adapt and change and improve. hundred percent. That mental strength, what you just touched on is, is so, so key. One thing that, um, Dan Pena talks about, which I think is really, really key. Um, and he always says that it's hard work to be a high performance person. And when you are a high performance person, you, you really realize what that is and you know, the attitude that it takes to stick to routines and do things when you're tired, when maybe you don't feel like doing something, but you still know it needs to get done. It, it is hard work being a high performance person. But once you actually develop strong habits, you almost get more comfortable in the uncomfortable. If that's a weird thing to say, you almost <laughs> in, enjoy uh, the more of the struggle because you've tested yourself so much you're willing to go through things and you realize that life's a challenge regardless. Things don't get easier. You just get stronger and you can just keep, keep performing. And I think this is why some people still have this mindset of, you know, the old saying, Oh, once I see it, I'll believe it. Right. But the truth is it's, it's actually the other way around. Once you believe it, you'll see it. And I think that when you can really relate back to, you have to have that consistent mindset before you become consistent. And I don't think people factor it in as much. This is why we jump on things like when you hear people say, you know, I've had like a tough week, right? You've probably heard things like that. And in your mind, you're probably thinking, what does that even mean? Tough week, that doesn't actually exist. If you have a, if you're having a tough week, then you're going to have a very tough year. You're going to have a tough day. <laughs> and that's not going to help you because in, in this game, you cannot judge yourself so early on. How did you deal with that to not have that to manage that inner dialogue where technically if you are down minus five, you will, there's nothing wrong with having those emotions. You will feel a little bit like, you know, I had a bad week, right? So I I understand where it comes from, but how did you deal with those kind of processes where you didn't allow that? Say if you did have a minus month, for example, or a break even month, how did you deal with that? Yeah. I mean, like it's probably going to sound like a little bit like a broken record, but like the longer term approach for me helps remove a lot of short term emotion in terms of if I 
like kind of had a negative month or have when I have had a negative month, like when you think about it in the longer term thing, what does that like what you learn from that negative month? Like if one month of negative returns is going to like actually break you, then you're doing something very, very wrong because you know, that, that longer term approach, you know, that the lessons learned from those negative months will generally propel you forward in order to make more, I guess, consistent returns later and later and later for far more than just that one negative month. So I think just having that overall mindset in order to be willing to one, push through those barriers. And that's what you have to do. Like what you were saying before, in terms of you have to think and believe that you're consistent well before you are. I mean, I've said this before, but like what I like to relate it to is in terms of if you ask like a, an aspiring athlete, like, like what, what they think of themselves, like I'm going to say 99.9% of them think they're the best well before they're the best. And that's the only way you can achieve that. So it's kind of the same thing to go over to trading. Like you have to truly believe like, and not just say it, but like actually believe it that you will be doing X or doing Y, you know, like you have to truly believe that before it's even going to allow you to happen. So I think that's one of the biggest things, focusing on those longer term approaches and realizing what actually comes from this, as well as having that deep down self-belief that you can achieve those things. And is all you have to do is just put in the work required. Like no one cares or no one gives a shit about you like your issues or your problems or if you had a tough week but how do you overcome from that that's what really like brings like happiness and fulfillment is like your willingness to push through all those barriers will get you to where you want to go and that's always like kind of the approach that i've had is no one cares about my problems or anything like that it's just hard work will get me to where i want to be staying focused on the long term and just going through the trenches and pushing through all the barriers that might come up. So I think just having that real, you know, hardworking mindset and simplistic approach again is like, that's what worked for me. And that's what I tell others. It might not work for everyone, but I know that's what worked for me. No, I absolutely love that. That's the true, true sum up of persistence. I think that's what persistence really is. It's just that, that attitude that you just have, like regardless of the the struggle, regardless of the hurdle, you're just going to push through anyway. And I think that really separates the weak from the strong, which is, this is what I love about this industry is that it brings out the strong in people because those that are willing to persist for a little bit longer, like I've said before, we see it. Those are the ones that succeed. The ones that give up, they, they give up, they don't succeed. It's, it goes back to the same thing. Where, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're both usually right. That is one of my favorite quotes because I, I connect with that on a scientific level because when you really truly grasp that you, you can manage your own mind, then you realize, well, hold on a minute, that's actually true because the things that I say to myself, the language that I have, the, the voice in my head that I can manage myself, the goals that I write, I am in full control of making those things happen. And if I can learn to manage my mind with all that and be persistent like yourself, Benny, I think... Um, results are just absolutely inevitable and i think that when it when it comes to where you are now uh to 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 wrap things up what's your sort of plans for what's your plans for 2020 what do you what are you thinking about for 2020 in terms of the markets how you're feeling with where you are in terms of the strategy and your results performance and things like that where are you looking to take things to 2020 you've got some big goals yeah, definitely, definitely some big goals set, um, trading and just non-trading, you know, life goals are always important to do, but 100%. in terms of more, more trading specific goals, like really, really, I guess, continuing to grow my knowledge for this strategy, as well as like, I've still 
you know, like I'm still learning certain areas and I'm still getting comfortable with certain things. So growing that and just really seeing, like, I like to have that no barrier approach in terms of how far can I actually put this? I don't particularly set um, specific percent goals just because I feel like it's can be somewhat limiting. I don't want to ever hit that goal and be happy to sit there and just, you know, not look to push further. So I'm really just looking to see how far one, um, I can increase my capital and obviously take investor capital next year is a big goal of mine, as well as, you know, how far can I push this and be comfortable with these returns as well as, you know, exceeding what I, I want my, I guess, beliefs to be that's really like i just want to continue to push and grow as a person as well as what we're talking about before like i really enjoy providing value so that's always going to be part of my goals in terms of you know just staying active in the experienced students and all of us are really going to stay active next year and i think you'll see a lot of growth in terms of um overall and just us specifically as well as you know a lot of content being pushed out so for me, I'm just excited. I still like, I feel like I'm like we we're saying before, like four years trading, but in terms of overall, I feel like I'm still at the beginning. So I feel like investor capital, getting full confidence with the strategy and really implementing it and finding my niche within that is going to be like the main priority in terms of trading goals for 2020, as well as just providing a lot of value and just, yeah, just living like how I have been and just I guess it's free. It's, it's a lot of freedom and a, a lot of fulfillment is like the two things that I really enjoy. No, that, that's awesome. Really, really nicely summed up. And what, what I love there is that even your kind of still student approach, even though you're a full-time trader, been consistent for years and, you know, trading already decent capital, it's uh, it's really humbling to see that you just, you're just still so open-minded, which is what you need in this industry to, to not think that you know it all. And I think that is a true testament of your growth already. And I think that's what's going to just improve your results even further. So excited to see your progression from just to tie up the year. And of course, in 2020, I think it's going to be awesome. Benny, really, really appreciate you jumping on the podcast. I think you've provided tons and tons of value. Just wanted to keep it as raw as possible. We've known each other for years. So very, very inspired to, to see your growth as well. And I'd think that you're just, yeah, 2020 is going to be nuts. The goals that we've got in the works for the community, you know, anybody with any limiting beliefs or anything like that, the, the, the value that's going to be provided from the team and even the experienced students is everything. It's just going to be next level. So very, very excited to type the year anyway, and then going into 2020 with the best possible start. And I think the key thing there is goals, guys and girls, goals need to be set now. You cannot be going into 2020 on the 1st of January thinking about what goals you're going to do. This is the same way we set our goals the night before so we're ready for the day. It's the same process when we're thinking about 2020. Get those goals written out. Have some clarity on what you actually want. Filter out the goals that are most important to you so you can be prepared. And then, of course, I'm sure you're the same, Benny, looking forward to the Christmas, the festive period, You know, relaxing, recharging, but more so, not taking your eye off the ball and continuing with those processes moving forward to 2020. Benny, any kind of last words for the community or the listeners? Um, yeah, last words. I'm just really looking. Yeah, like I said, I'm excited for 2020. I'm excited to see myself grow, but yet everyone else grow as I've made, you know, a couple of close friends within the community already. So I'm looking to kind of even grow that list and just really just, yeah, everyone see everyone achieve these next levels. But in terms of last words, like I just want to reach out and say, like a lot of people helped me when I first joined. So if there's like certain people 
that think that I could help them with a, a specific thing, whether that be transitioning or anything like that, just feel free to message me or really anyone of the of, of us on Slack. And I'm sure everyone's happy to help and provide value. But I really just wanted to kind of give that back because that's what I received when I first joined. So I'd like to leave that as my, my last note. Awesome. No, that, that, that's sick. I'm sure a lot of people would take tons of value from that. And again, really appreciate you jumping on the podcast and looking forward to catching up again next time we meet in person. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be monitoring your progression. So uh, yeah, have a great week and I'll, I'll speak to you soon, dude. Thanks, man. I really enjoyed it.